Welcome to my podcast, Woke Spirit. I created this podcast because I suffered from postpartum depression after the birth of my first son, and I became obsessed with mental health and the mind, and I discovered that I have the ability to heal myself, and I feel it to be a duty to teach people what I learned and how I created so much joy in my life. The topic that we are going to discuss today is forgiveness. This is a hot topic. This is something when I am talking with a lot of my clients, they deal, they have a hard time forgiving people around them. And I think that forgiveness, what forgiveness actually means is not what people think it means. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to forgive others. I have noticed a pattern amongst people. And I had to learn that for myself because I had to get out of my way. I've held resentment with people that things that happened when I was younger and, you know, certain anger. And I held on to those moments. And I was realizing once I started to learn more of this work that I was the reason why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And I needed to get out of the way most people have expectations. We have standards. We have ideas on how people are supposed to treat us. We also have an idea of where we're supposed to be in our life. You know, when you're 10 and 11 years old and you're thinking like, oh, by the time I get 30, I'm going to be happily married with kids and I'm going to have this amazing job or whatever it is. And a lot of people have reached that age, surpassed that age, and they're single or they don't have kids or they're working a job that they absolutely hate. And it's causing a lot of pain. And so one of the things that I want to teach in this particular episode is it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to cause pain. Your expectations and your standards, that is what is causing the harm in your life, the struggle in your life, the stress in your life, the anger, the resentment in your life. It's the expectations. I compare expectations like when I was traveling, I lived in London for a year during my sophomore year of college. And I remember the first time I got on the tube, which is their subway, it's what they call the subway. There's all these signs that says, mind the gap, mind the gap. And when you go onto the tube, you hear this beautiful British voice that says, mind the gap. And I'm like, what? And what is this? Why does everything say mind the gap? And then as I went onto the tube, I looked down and I realized there's this little space between the sidewalk and the door. And I saw if my foot got stuck in that space, I would really injure myself. And I compare that to our expectations. We have these ideas of where our life should be or how somebody should treat me, how my mother-in-law is supposed to treat me. I have this expectation up here. And then I have my reality of how she actually treats me. That space, that gap in between, that is where struggle lives. That is where depression lives. That is where anxiety lives. That is where anger lives. That is where resentment lives. Because when somebody does not rise to that expectation, then you're going to suffer. 
then you're going to be upset when they do something that's not where you think that they're supposed to, you know, what they're supposed to do or what they're supposed to say. And if you take a step back and you kind of think about it, like, wait a minute, so what's really causing me pain? Is it what, you know, this person said to me or what this person did to me? Or is it the expectation that I held? Because if I got rid of that expectation and I just decided whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to be okay with that, then there wouldn't be any struggle at all, right? Then we're just going to take everything as it is, no matter what it looks like. You know, we have this idea of what people are supposed to be like. Everybody else is supposed to be like, and I think this is a really good topic for adults that dealt with um, childhood trauma. We have this idea of what our parents were supposed to be like, what they are supposed to, how they're supposed to treat you and nurture you. You know, you have this expectation of that, but then you look at your own childhood and you're like, man, I was abused. I was sexually abused or mentally abused or physically abused, emotionally abused. That is not how a parent is supposed to be. And because you have that expectation that the parent's supposed to, you know, teach you love and nurturing, and then you have your experience, all of that space and the more abuse that you dealt with, the more space, the more pain, the more struggle you are going to experience in your life. And as long as you continually hold that expectation, hold that standard, you're always going to feel that pain. You're always going to feel like they're these awful people. Now, if you did experience some type of trauma, especially as a child, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to be depressed about it. You have every right to be sad. You know, I'm not trying to take that away. You have that right to be angry. That is messed up. You're eight years old. You have no control over your life. And then you have these adults around you that are not protecting you. And as an adult, you should be upset. I get it. You Every right. Not trying to take that away. But what I would like to ask you is, do you want to feel this way? Do you want to be angry? Do you want to feel resentment? You know, this isn't about, you know, you have a right, but do you want it? I've heard a guru say holding resentment or being angry at somebody is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person dies. Those emotions are killing you inside. That other person is chilling. They are just fine. You being angry at them, you holding resentment. It, they're, that's not impacting their life, but it is killing you. It Anger actually turns your blood into like a poison. And the, the thing about emotions, they cannot be compartmentalized. You can't place your anger in one section and everything else be fine. If it's within you, it's there. Okay, and most likely... That anger is going to come out towards somebody that you love, towards somebody that doesn't even deserve it. So if you hold some of that resentment of somebody that betrayed you or that somebody cheated you or something that happened when you were a child, 
That anger lives in you. That resentment lives in you. And it doesn't have to take much for it to come out. I compare emotions like an orange. If I had an orange in my hand right now and I squeezed it, what's going to come out? Can apple juice come out of that orange? No, it would just be orange juice. I squeeze the orange, orange juice is going to come out. What if I gave that orange juice to my, that, excuse me, what if I gave that orange to my mother-in-law and she squeezed it? What's going to come out? Okay, if I gave that orange to my boss and he squeezed it, what's going to come out? Or to my kids and they squeezed it, what's going to come out? Orange juice. You know that saying, you can't give what you don't have? Well, the opposite is true. <laughs> you give what you have. And if somebody squeezes you, if somebody puts pressure on you, if somebody says mean things to you, what comes out is what is inside of you. And if you hold anger, if you hold resentment, when those moments happen in your life, those moments that you don't want, that you don't expect to happen, those moments you get squeezed, what is inside of you is always going to come out. This is why I say nobody can disrespect you without your permission. If it's inside of you, if you get angry, if you get offended, some part of you believes what they had to say is true. But you can't get disrespected if it's not inside of you, if it's not there. So you give what you have. And this is such a great tool to carry around with you when you're having certain experiences that, you know, you don't like, somebody says something crazy to you, how you choose to respond, that's what's inside of you. You squeeze an orange, you get what's inside of that orange, orange juice. And the problem is when somebody does something that makes you angry or you hold resentment, most people spend all of their time and all of their energy trying to change that other person. Or let's say if you have difficulty at work, you don't like how your boss treats you, so you're going to change jobs and work somewhere else. Or you don't like how your spouse treats you, the things that they say about you, you divorce to go find another spouse. Or you don't like something about your body, so you get a surgery to make your nose smaller. People try to change those things outside of them to help them feel better about what's happening within. And it happens all the time. We do that with drugs, with prescription drugs. If you suffer from depression or anxiety or whatever it is, you pop those pills to make you feel calm or to make you feel, you know, at peace or at level. You're doing something outside of yourself to make yourself feel better. But let me tell you, Nothing will make you feel better. There's no amount of surgery that's going to make you feel secure about yourself. There, you can go from dating to dating to dating to dating. It doesn't matter until you fix what's happening within you. You're going to continually see the same things happen over and over, maybe in different colors in your relationships, but it's going to continue. You have to heal what's happening in the mind. And so many people spend so much of their time so much of their time trying to change their spouse, change their children, change their mother-in-law. But at the end of the day, you can't change anybody. 
And even if you do, you are going to find those same issues in another person because these are the lessons that you're supposed to learn. These are for you. It is not that other person. It is not out there. Everything, every experience that you have in your life, that is for you. That is for you to see what changes you need to make so you can be more in alignment of your greatest self. One of the most beautiful gifts that you can give yourself is forgiving. The only way to be relieved of your anger, to be relieved of your painful emotions of how people have treated you in the past or the things that somebody has said or done to you. The only way to heal from that is through forgiveness. Now, I think a lot of people misinterpret what forgiveness actually means. And I've heard some people say, well, if I forgive that person, it's excusing their bad behavior and it's making it seem like it's okay for you know whatever it is that they did. But that's the complete opposite. Forgiveness has nothing, nothing to do with that other person or what they did to you. Forgiveness is about putting down those heavy weights, those weights of anger, those weights of resentment, those weights of not being able to trust people. It's freeing yourself of your emotional pain. Forgiveness is about you. It's about loving yourself. It's about putting yourself first. Most people find it difficult to forgive, not just because you know, they don't want to, they literally don't know how to forgive. And I've read this beautiful quote from Abraham Lincoln. Yes, I am quoting Mr. Lincoln. He says, I destroy my enemies by making them my friends. Now, how I interpret that is I always try to figure out how to incorporate something like that into my life and what that really means. But one thing that I've discovered is that the people that cause you the most pain in your life, they are not there just for the hell of it. They are giving you an opportunity for growth. They are actually guiding you to your greatest self. My husband and my children are my greatest teachers. And it's not because you know they run around telling me what's good and bad and what I should and shouldn't do. It's because they expose my faults. They expose my insecurities. They show me where I need healing. Every moment that I get annoyed or frustrated is an opportunity for me to build that emotional muscle for more peace, for more patience. And the most important thing that we all must learn is how to love unconditionally. What does it mean to love unconditionally? To love with no conditions. Taking people, accepting people as they are. Accepting experiences as they are. Not labeling something good, bad, mean, whatever you want to label it. Just accepting This is how this person is, and I love them anyway. My depression is a gift. I have chosen 
to believe that it's a gift. And it's a gift because I learned that I was able to heal myself. And because of that lesson, I have been able to handle very, very difficult moments in my life after that in a beautiful way. My youngest son, he experienced or he contracted meningitis when he was only 10 days old. And so now, you know, four years later, we are still dealing with brain issues. You know, he's in and out of hospitals with seizures. And sometimes I go in that hospital, we're in the ER and, you know, his temperature is dropping to 93 degrees. He's in full-blown hyperthermia the middle of the summer and we all know what happens when your body starts to get cold and I would sit there and think okay this might be it I might be walking out of this hospital by myself you know really scary moments for a parent to have to you know come to term terms with and even after those experiences I choose to become more wise from it and not wounded. And that is a choice. And the reason why all of the most difficult points in my life, the reason why they are gifts is because I understand how dark life can get and how scary those experiences are. But I am also able to pull myself out of it. And because the experiences that I had were so dark, I can connect with anybody. It may not look like the same traumas that I've had that you've had, but because I have experienced trauma and I know how to get myself out of it and I know how to find the wisdom and the lesson from it, I can show anybody else how to do it. No matter how dark it gets, you can always find the gift in that lesson. This is the very definition of spiritual growth. When you know that you are growing, if there's somebody from your past or even in your present where whenever it is that they say something or do something, you feel triggered. Or when you think about that moment in the past and you feel upset and you feel angry and you hold that resentment or you have you get depressed or anxious or whatever, when you get to a moment where whatever it is that person says, or when those thoughts start to arise and you do not have a negative emotion behind it, that is when you have had spiritual growth. And it's the most beautiful experience you can ever have. And I've created meditations specifically to help people disconnect their painful emotions from their memories. Because you never want people to forget. Everybody's like, oh, let go, you know, try not to think about it. Don't, you know, don't remember some of those painful things. Your memories, your past is so significant and it's so important because you can use those memories to help guide you in the future. The problem is when you have those painful emotions that are attached to those memories that make you go back into that dark place. So I created meditation specifically to help you separate those painful emotions and start finding the gift, the lesson from those painful experiences. And it doesn't matter how dark it is. Trust me, there is a lesson in everything. And when you get to a point where those memories no longer trigger you, you will feel so strong and so empowered. And it's just a beautiful experience. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Woke Spirit. If you have any questions, just ask me. I'm always answering them. And please like, please subscribe. And if you have any friends that are dealing with any type of depression or anger or having issues forgiving, please, please share Woke Spirit with them. Thank you. Bye.